This sicha is both a sicha in connection to Parshas Nosoi as well as a siyum of Mesechta Nozir. The siyum was in part also made in connection with the siyum of Amiras Kaddish, what the Rebbe was saying after his mother in Tovshin Chofhei. The Rebbe starts off the sicha by saying that in regards to the dinim of a Nozir in our Parsha, that he's not allowed to drink wine and he's not allowed to have a razor pass over his head, he's not allowed to have his hair cut, and that all the day that he's a Nozir for Hashem, he's not allowed to become Tomei to a corpse, so to regarding the special haircut that he needs to take and the carbonis that he needs to bring when he becomes Tomei, and that this applies both to a Nazir, a Nazir that took a Nazirus for a particular amount of time, for example, 30 days or another amount of time, as well as a Nazir Oilam, someone that's a Nazir forever. The only difference between these two is that a Nazir for a certain amount of time is also not allowed to take a haircut up until the time when his Nazirus is over, whereas a Nazir Oilam, a Nazir that's a Nazir forever, is allowed to take a haircut, and then he'll have to bring certain carbonos when he's taking that haircut, when his hair becomes too heavy, which is basically once in 12 months. But in addition to all of that, there's another type of Nazirus, which is not explicitly mentioned in the Torah, but we find this in Nevi'im, it's brought in the Haftorah of this week's Parsha, and that is what's called the Nazirus of Shimshon. So by Shimshon it says, which means that a razor is not allowed to pass over his head. This is the Malach speaking to his mother that he's going to be a Nazir for Hashem from birth. Also this type of Nazir, he's called a Nazir Oilam, he's a Nazir forever. However, not all the dinim of Nazir is applied to him because he, Shimshon, was allowed to become Tomei for a mace, a corpse, and other dinim that are different by um, a Nazir Shimshon, as we will soon discuss. And therefore, according to Rabbi Yehuda, if someone says, I'm going to be a Nazir like Shimshon, so according to Rabbi Yehuda and the Rambam Paskins this way as well, he is going to be usher, he's going to be prohibited from having wine and taking getting a haircut, but he is going to be allowed to become Tommy for a mace. Now, in the mission of the end of Masech the Nazir, it says the following. Nazir hoya Shmuel kedivrei Rabbi Nohairoi. According to Rabbi Nohairoi, Shmuel, Shmuel Anovi, was a, a Nazir because the Pasek says by him, Chana in her promise that she's davening to Hashem to have a child, she says, Umoira loyale al Roshay. What does this word Umoira mean? So we have over here the word Umoira. By Shimshon it also says Umoira, just like by Shmuel. So just like by Shimshon, the Moira Loyala al Roshay means that he's not going to take, have a haircut, he's not going to have a razor pass over his head. The same thing applies also to Shmuel. So that's Rabbi Noiroi's opinion. Says Rabbi Yoisi, He translates the word Moira over here. Although it says with a hey, he's translating it as if it's with an aleph, a fear. He says, no, the word moira means that he's not going to have any fear of any, any human being. That's what a moira by Shmuel Hanavi means. Rab Nohiroi responds to that. He says, it cannot mean a moira that he's not going to have fear of a human being. Because the Pasuk says clearly when it, Hashem wanted Shmuel to go anoint David. And this is during the lifetime of Shaul HaMelech. So Shmuel says, how could I go? Shmuel is, Shaul is going to hear about this. He's going to kill me. In other words, we clearly see that Shmuel did have fear. And therefore, Abnoiroi says, when it says, Umoira, it does not mean fear. 
Rather, it means a razor, just like it says by Shimshon, implying that Shmuel was actually a Nazir. Says the Rebbe, we need to understand. From the fact that Rebbe Noiroi learns that Shmuel is a Nazir, from Egzei Reshava, from Shimshon. So the problem is, we know that there's a klal. You can't make a partial Gzei Reshava. If he's learning a Gzei Reshava from Shimshon, it should have been, according to Rabbi Nohai Roy, that Shmuel should have then been a Nazir of the same category as Shimshon, which as we explained before is not a proper Nazir. And yet the Rambam Paskins, that Shmuel Haramasi, that's Shmuel, Shmuel Hanavi, was a regular Nazir Oilam, a regular Nazir of, that's a Nazir forever, in other words, he has all the dinim of Nazirus, which as we said before, a Nazir Oilam would not be allowed to become Tomei for a mace. A Nazir Oilam, as we said, if his hair is getting too heavy, he's allowed to make it lighter by taking a haircut once in 12 months. He needs to bring the carbonis, the three behemoths, when he gets that haircut. Another point is, he has the ability to be shoyal on his nether. He has the ability to be mater nether to undo the nether as opposed to a Nazir Shimshoin, which again, first of all, is allowed to become Tommy to a mace. He's not allowed to get a haircut every 12 months, and he's not allowed to undo the nether. So how are we saying that we're learning out Shmuel from Shimshoin, and yet we're saying they're not in the same category of Nazirus? Furthermore, in, Yerush, in the Yerushalmi, we learn from the Posik that says, Regarding a Nazir, it says, Kein yase al nizri. This is what's going to happen. al nizroi. These are the laws that apply to his Nazirus. So it says in the Yerushalmi that the Nazirus of Shimshoin is not included in this Pasuk. is not considered Torah like it says Torah nizroi. In other words, because it's not the regular Nazirus that's specified in the Torah. This is a special kind of halacha that we find, the halacha lo'ayshimisina that we find regarding Shimshoin. And the Rambam, in fact, also passes that Shimshon was not a complete Nazir. Like the Yerushalmi is saying, this is not the Torah Nazir, this is not the regular Halachis of a Nazir. So how could we learn from Shimshon that Shmuel should be a Nazir Oilam, which has all the dinim of Nazirus, if Shimshon did not, did not have this type of Nazirus? So there are Mepharshim that answer that when we learn from Shimshon, is not a proper Gzairah Shavu. Rather, it's what they call a gilui milsa ba'alma. In other words, and the word moira that says by Shmuel is not that we're using an exeira shava from the word moira that it says by Shimshon. And to teach us that the Nazirus is going to be exactly in the same way. Which of course is going to be different to the point, opinion of Rabbi Yehuda that generally says there was, that moira over here just means yira. But in other words, what we're explaining over here is just that Moira means a concept of Nazirus. That's the main point we're trying to say. Different to Rabbi Huda that doesn't say it's Nazirus. Moira means a concept of Nazirus. Now, if that's the case, so the mother of Shmuel is trying to make him a Nazir for his whole life, but not that we're learning that the word Moira Begzeira Shava has to be identical to the, to the Nazirus of Shimshoi. However, the Rebbe says, from the wording of the Mishnah, it sounds like it is a proper Gzayda Shavah. The Mishnah says like this, Nemar b'shimshoin u'moira. Nemar b'shmuel u'moira. It says by shimshin u'moira, it says by shmuel u'moira. Ma moira ha'amura b'shimshin, just like by shimshin it means a nazir, so too the moira by says by shmuel is a nazir. This is sort of the standard language, the standard expression that's used usually for Gzayda Shavah. 
Furthermore, the Rebbe says, from the fact that we say that the Gemara uses the expression, the Mishnah uses the expression, Ma Moira, just like the Moira that says by Shimshon is a Nazir, so too the Moira that says by Shmuel is a Nazir, rather than saying, for example, it could have said, just like Moira over here means a razor, so so too we understand that Moira by Shmuel also means a razor. Or it also could have said, just like Moira over here is a, a, a Moira of metal, rather than Moira of fear, right? Moira of metal, so so too, the Moira by Shmuel also means metal. Or you could have said it's a Moira related to Nazirus, so so too it's a concept of Nazirus. That would have made it a little easier to say that the word Moira is just revealing to us what Chano is talking about. But instead the Mishnah uses the term Ma Moira, just like Moira over here is a Nazir, so too over here it's another. It sounds like it's not only coming to tell us the translation of the word Moira, but rather it's coming to be learnt in a way of Xayra Shava. We're learning this Nazirus from that Nazirus. So the question is how? Now the Rebbe continues with the Gemara that comes right after the Mishnah, which as the Rebbe is going to show that seemingly this Gemara, we're going to need to understand how it follows from the Mishnah. The Gemara starts off by saying like this, Rav says to Chia his son, Be quick to be the one to make the bracha. When it comes to Brich Samazin, you be the one to Chaparain to make the bracha. So too, Rav Huna said to Rabba, his son, Be quick to you should be the one to make the bracha, to make the mezuman. So then the Gemara says, does this mean that to make the bracha is the, the one, be, to be the one to make the bracha is the one that's better rather than the one that's just going to respond amin to the bracha? Vahatanya, didn't we learn? Rav Yaisi says, The person that says amin is actually greater than the one who makes the bracha. Rab Nohiroi says to Rav Yaisi, he says, Hashamayim, he's making a shvua by heaven. That this is that this is in fact the case. Amin is definitely greater than saying the bracha, and he says Tedor Proof is what happens in war. So you have first the common soldiers are going and starting up with the enemy and initiating the war, etc. But then come along the giboyrim, the strong people come in, the strong soldiers come in, and they finalize that they are the ones that they win the war. So in other words. This is similar to the bracha. The bracha comes, but who is the one that really wins the war? Who is the one that really finalizes it? Is the one that says Amin. The Gemara then goes on and says, Tanoihi, that in fact this is a machloikas of Tanoim, which one is greater? Because we do find a beraisa that says, Echad ve'echad Amin, that really both, um, the one saying the bracha and answering Amin are both really very, very great and important and so on, are both... In, uh, Included in the bracha, etc. But who is the one that gets rewarded first? Who is the one that gets answered first? The one that makes the bracha. So in other words, there is an opinion that making the bracha is first. And this sort of supports the previous Amiroim that told their sons to go ahead and be the ones to make the bracha. The Rebbe says what's not understood is how is this connection connected to the Mishnah that was that we just had before in the end of Masech Nazir, which was the whole idea that we spoke about the concept of Nazirus, this Machloikus regarding Nazirus about the Nazirus of Shmuel, etc. Seemingly, this is something that would have fit in to Masech Brochis. This is a concept of dealing with Brochis, and in fact, this Gemara, this very same Gemara, in fact, is found in Masech Brochis. So Mepharshim say 
that the Gemara is trying to bring over here another statement from the same Rab Nohiroi that's mentioned in the Mishnah. Because we had a statement in the Mishnah, and generally statements from Rab Nohiroi, we don't have many of them in Shas, so the Gemara brings us another thing from Rab Nohiroi, especially that just like in the Mishnah we have Rab Nohiroi and Rab Yoisi, here too in the Gemara, it's also Rabbi Yossi saying something and Rabbi Nohirai responding to him. So it's a similar idea that we have in the Mishnah as well. The Rebbe says, this is difficult to say. Because number one, the Gemara doesn't start with the words of Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Nohirai. Speaking about that, that the one who answers Amin is greater than the one making the bracha. And then we could have also, along the way, brought these other Amairoi and what they told to their sons. The Gemara starts the other way around. It first says that Rav says to his son Chiyo to make the bracha, and then we bring in about Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Roy. Another point that Rebbe says, according to the order in the Gemara, we're actually starting off with those that argue with Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Roy. So it doesn't seem to fit, again, following from the Mishnah. And generally, the Rebbe says, in our Mishnah, Rabbi Roy and Rabbi Yossi are arguing Again, they're arguing whether Shmuel was enough, was a Nazir, similar to Shimshin. The Gemara, Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Noiroi, seem to both be saying the same thing. They're both of the opinion saying that the one who answers Amin is greater than the Mavarich. Now the Rebbe moves on to the next piece of Gemara. What's even more not understood, says the Rebbe, the ending of the Gemara. Famous, uh, famous uh, Gemara. Increase peace in the world. Seemingly, this has no connection at all, neither to the Mishnah we just spoke about, or to the Gemara. Now, if the idea is just to finish off on a positive note with something good, it still has to have some sort of connection to the topics that we were discussing. And besides, for the point, the previous Gemara is seemingly finishing off enough with a, a Dover Toiv as well, with the whole idea of making a bracha and answering Amen. I mean, what can be better than that? Why do we need to look for something else to finish off the Gemara with? Now the Rebbe moves on to some other diyukim in the words in wording of the Gemara. Number one, what exactly is Rabbi Roy adding to what Rabbi Yossi said, when Rabbi Yossi said, greater is the one that answers Amen more than the one that makes the bracha? So Rabbi Nohiroi says, Hashamayim, he's taking an oath, a shvua, that kachu, that that's, that's the way it is. And he's also bringing a proof from the common soldiers going out to war and then the Giboyim winning the war. What was added to what Rabbi Yossi said? The next question that Rabbi has is, regarding the next part of Amr Rabbi Lazar, Amr Rabbi this Gemara is brought in a few places in Shas. But in the other places, it actually finishes off with the words, Al-Tikri Bonoich, Eloboinoich. Whereas in the end of Masech Nazir, those words aren't there, according to most Gersois. In order to understand all of this, the Rebbe first brings a question of the Radak. And that is, regarding Shmuel, how did he even become a Nazir? So again, the story was that Hannah makes a promise that her, her son that she's going to have is going to be a Nazir. Says the Rebbe, we can't say that it's because of the oath that she took, when she said, I'm going to dedicate my child to Hashem his whole life, which again we understand as meaning that a razor won't pass over his head, it'll be a Nazir. Because number one, Shmuel wasn't even born yet. So a neder does not apply to something, to someone that wasn't even around. Number two, even if Shmuel would have been around, if he would have been born, 
the nether that Chana makes does not have the power to make Shmuel into a Nazir. Because we have a halacha, a father can make his son into a Nazir. A mother cannot place a nether of a Naziris on her son. If we want to come along and say that Elkanah made the nether and it's after Shmuel was born, if that's the case, why don't we find any anywhere that the Pasuk should speak about this? The Pasuk speaks about Chana making a nether, and which, as we're explaining now, wouldn't have even made him into a Nazir, and not mentioning the fact that Elkanah would have made the nether, the father, which that would have seemingly been the main point. And the Pasuk doesn't say anything about it. We also can say, that after Chana made the neder, then her husband Elkanah was Makayim the neder. In other words, he agreed with the neder. Because the problem would still remain, but Shmuel is still not around in the world. And even again, if Shmuel was born, it still wouldn't be understood. The fact that a husband could come along and being Makayim the neder of his wife, in other words, acknowledging and agreeing that the neder should apply, would still only apply to her, meaning that if a, a, a lady takes a nether, her husband is Makayim the nether, that means she needs to fulfill the promise. But it still seemingly would not be able to accomplish something that the nether itself never had. In our case, if a lady, if a woman cannot make her not, child into a, a nazir, so she made the nether, even if the husband comes along and agrees with her nether, but he can't cause something that the nether never originally had, a woman cannot make her, her child into a nazir. The Rebbe says the truth is we can ask a similar question regarding Shimshon. The Rambam says that Shimshon was not a nazir gomor, he was not a complete nazir, which sounds like he did have the kedusha of nazirus, not only did he act it in a way of a Nazir and he separated from the wine and taking a haircut, he did have a Kedusha of an, a certain Kedusha of Nazirus, but not a Nazir Gomur. So here too it's not understood. If Shimshon did not take upon himself the nether of Nazirus, rather the Malach separated him from the things that he wasn't supposed to have. So how did what the Malach say, how did that accomplish that Shimshon should be a Nazir, even a Nazir Shaini Gomur? A Malach, who's a shliach, a shliach of Hashem, could come and pass over a command, a mitzvah. He could say how something someone should act. He could give the future, etc. But where do we find the idea that, a, that a, the Malach should come along and to sanctify something, or in our case, place the Nazirus on a human being? And again, here we also can say, or to try to explain the Rambam at least, that the father Monoyach, was the one that made him into a Nazir. Because the Rambam says clearly, that he didn't make a Nazir. It doesn't say his father did. It says the Malach separated him from Tuma. How could the Malach make him into a Nazir? Furthermore, this is all understood also from the simple reading of the story in the Pasuk. The Malach first comes to the wife of Monoyach and tells her how she should conduct herself. Guard yourself. Don't drink wine. Don't drink. Don't eat all the things that a nazir is not allowed to eat. He also speaks about the boy. That a razor shouldn't pass over his head. He's going to be hanar. That he's going to be a nazir to Hashem from birth. Afterwards, when Manoyach asks the malach, what exactly is going to be with this boy? How? What the conduct needs to be with him, and so on. The malach says how the wife of Manoyach should be acting with him. Whatever I told your wife, that's exactly the way she should act with him. 
there's no mention even exactly of how Shimshon is supposed to conduct himself. So again, it's all about the mother, how she should conduct himself. We don't find anywhere that Shimshon is taking upon himself or that Elkanah is going to make him into another and so on. Furthermore, if the fact that Shimshon and Shmuel would have been Nazirim because the father could make him into a Nazir, then how does it make sense to say, regarding the fact that a father could make his son into a Nazir, we have the following expression. Halacha hi benazir. In other words, that it's a halacha l'moisha mesinai that a father can make a son into a Nazir. Or to use the words of the Rambam, ain lo yismach of there's nothing, nothing, no direct Supporting the Pasuk for this idea that a father can make a child into another El Remez, we have a Remez for this. Why is it only a Remez? Why is there no support? It would, it's a clear story, seemingly in Nevi'im, if it's in fact these fathers that made their sons into Nazirim. So we can't say that it's the fathers making the sons into the Nazirim. Says the Rebbe, the explanation is as follows. We cannot say that Shmuel and Shol, Shimshon and Shmuel, became Nazirim because they accepted the Naziris on themselves. Because again, number one, we don't find any remez in the Pasuk in this at all. And also we again quoted the Rambam that says clearly regarding Shimshon, Sharei loy nodar benazir, he did not take a nether of the Naziris on himself. The Malach made him into a Nazir. On the other hand, from the wording of the Mishnah, which we quoted before, that Rab Noiroi says, that it says, by Shmuel. And that it says the same thing. It says Moira by Shimshon, and it says Moira by Shmuel, and we compare the two. And these are the psukim that say clearly that the Malach is the one that says that a razor shouldn't pass over his head, or that Chana promises that a razor won't pass over his head. It definitely sounds like that an Aziris is coming because of what the Malach said, or because in the case of Shmuel that his mother took a vow. But, as we said before, since it's impossible that that itself should make them into Nazirim, we must say that the fact that the Malach, or that Chana, applied the Nazirus, that's what we call only sort of a cause to what's going to make them mainly into Nazirim, which we'll soon see what that was. So yes, it did have a big impact what Chana or the Malach did, but it's still not what's actually making them into proper Nazirim. To explain this, the Rebbe first gives an example in something that's similar to this. We have the concept of a gayer cotton, a, a child that became a gayer, that based in is toivling as a gayer, aldas based in, in other words, it's based on their understanding with their agreement, etc. Or we have a situation when a, a child is being uh, misguided together with his father. The halacha is that if it was a little child, so when they grow up and they turn barabas mitzvah, they could actually protest. They could say they don't want to be a geir, and then they go back to being goyim. But if a tiny moment passed into growing up, into becoming an adult, and they did not protest, then they can no longer protest, and they're proper yidin. How does this work? On the one hand, we will megayer this geir as a little child, so how could he later change his mind and say he doesn't want to be a Yid? How could he go back to be a Goy as he was before? So the explanation is because the Gairus that happened when he was a child, it was only an act of Gairus. In other words, the full Kedusha of Kedusha Yisrael did not happen yet until he became become a Godel. He was acting like a Yid, 
there was an action of Geirus. We did the things that need to happen for him to become a Geir. So he had the bris, he went to the mikveh and so on. But the full Kedusha didn't happen yet. When he grows up and he does not protest, he now becomes holy with the Kedusha of Yisrael retroactively. And this is why he doesn't have to do anything now. He doesn't have to toivel now. He doesn't have to let out any blood. Dambris, Hatafas Dambris. It's enough the action that was done earlier, either by Basin or his father, as a little child. So there's nothing that he has to do now. All that has to happen is that he does not protest. The truth of the matter is, says the Rebbe, in a similar way, although not exactly the same way, the same din is really with every any single gayer that had the bris milah but didn't toivel yet. So even though he made a bracha already, and a, and a, and a, a bracha lamul, a etc., the whole bracha that needs to be made, as long as he didn't toivel yet, he could be mevatli, he could nullify all of this, and he's a goy, exactly as he was before. In fact, according to the Ramban, that's exactly why we delay him from toiveling after having this bris, so that he could still nullify it. So what's happening over here? A similar sort of idea. In other words, there's the maisel that was done before, but it didn't fully apply till afterwards. Bacharoinim elaborate about the gather of the mila of a geir as an adult, of how, how, what exactly that means, because he didn't have his tviliyat, etc. But the point is that I'm saying similar in our case. When the malach comes and gives the order, regarding shimshon, He's going to be a Nazir from birth. That cannot accomplish the Kedusha of Nazirus on Shimshon. It can only obligate that there should be the actions, the conduct should be in a way of Nazirus. That Shimshon shouldn't get a haircut, he shouldn't drink wine. So too, when Chana makes her neder, and she says, A razor won't pass over his head. This is a neder that's only obligating to act in a way of doing the things of a Nazir. Furthermore, it doesn't even apply to Shmuel himself. Shmuel didn't make the nether. It's Chana taking a nether upon herself to see to it, to make sure that Shmuel is going to act in a particular way for his whole life. However, once they become G'doylim, again, both Shimshon and Shmuel, and they don't protest, when they continue acting in a way of Nazirus, this retroactively causes the Kedusha of Nazirus retroactively, by Shimshon in his particular way, where he's not allowed to have wine or a haircut, and by Shmuel, the fact that he now becomes a Nazir Oilam for all matters of Nazirus. Now, it's not a matter that they are taking a nether over here, because a nether would mean they have to verbalize something, or even believe, sometimes you can at least even just take it in your heart. Here we're not saying that. It's not that they are now agreeing or saying, yes, I'm going to be a Nazir. All it's doing is they're not protesting. They're continuing to act the way they were till now. Automatically that causes that the Kedusha of Nazirus should be able to apply Limafreya even retroactively. Similar to the gay that was a child. He doesn't have to do anything now. There's no Mila, there's no Tvila. Whatever was done as a child was enough. The moment he doesn't protest as an adult, right now he became a full Yid again with a full Kedusha. Says Rebbe, now we can understand what Rab Noiroi is learning from Shmuel from Shimshon in his Nazirus. Even though we asked before that Shimshon is not even a full Nazir, he was allowed to be Metamel Amesim. How could you learn one from the other? Says the Rebbe, what Rab Noiroi is learning from Shimshon is not just a matter of 
as we said before, Gili Milsa, to translate that the word Moira means a razor, so therefore we'll translate it as a razor over here. It is Exeira Shava, as a simple wording of the Mishnah, as we said before, and the truth is Exeira Shava doesn't work halfways. If it's Exeira Shava, it should be a full Exeira Shava. But what is Rab Noiroi learning from Shimshon? All Rab Noiroi is learning from Shimshon is the concept that the fact that Shimshon did not protest for the conduct of Nazirus that was happening until now, in other words, for the fact that he didn't have a haircut and so on, is not something that's just now going to add, okay, so now there's a little bit more to his Nazirus. That now he's going to become also prohibited in more things that he wasn't until now. So let's say he'll become, that now he can't be Tommy to a mace or something like that. Rather, all that's happening is that those things that he was doing up, up until now, and he acted upon them till now, the fact that he did not protest now causes a complete change in the echos and the quality of what was till now. That up until now he was just acting like a Nazir, now there becomes the full condition of Nazirus, which again goes even backwards retroactively. This is what we're learning from Shimshain. And from this we learn by Shmuel as well, that the lack of his protest for the way Chano is acting with him and up until now because of her vow. True, it's only her vow. But the fact that he's not protesting now, the fact that he's going to continue acting in that way, that brings the full Nazirus to Shimshain in his own context. Says the Rebbe, according to this, we understand that the whole point of what Nehemiah is saying is, and now we're going to see how this all is going to connect to the further parts of the Gemara as well, as we'll soon see, is that something that seemingly only a consent, agreeing, a continuation to the previous thing, which was seemingly the main thing, and yet this consent is going to be even more powerful, stronger, and effect, more effective than the original thing. And this is what the next Gemara is speaking about. The Gemara is bringing an example, a shaklavataria discussion and an explanation about our mission. It's not just another nice piece of Gemara. Rav says to Chiyo his son, quickly make a bracha. Rav Huna says to Rabo his son, quickly make, make, make the bracha. In other words, the Mavarich, the one who's making the bracha, he is the one that's accomplishing, he's the one that's saying the bracha. The one that answers Amin is seemingly only giving his consent to the one, that, to the bracha that was made. Very similar to the concept of the Nazir that we were speaking about. Where we have the main thing that was done earlier by Shimshon and Shmuel as they were children, and then later, they're just consenting. They're just agreeing. But what did we say? From the fact that, according to these Amiroim, from the fact that they say, quickly make the bracha, we see that, according to them, the one who starts the main thing, that's obviously going to be much more important than the one just agreeing later. Says the Gemara, Lememra, should we say that the one who makes the bracha is better? That the bracha, the one who started, is stronger and better than the one who answered Amen. The one that's continuing it? Vahatanya, didn't we learn in the Beraisa of Rabbi Yoisi, Rabbi Nohairoi, which we are, which are going to be similar to what we just learned in the Mishnah. That they're going to continue their opinion of the Mishnah. What is that? The Machloikas of Rabbi Yoisi and Rabbi Nohairoi in the Mishnah was, whether Shmuel is a Nazir. It's not only about the wording of the Posuk. Whether the word Moira that says by Shmuel is to be translated, understood as a razor, which means Nazirus. But really, there's something more fundamental happening over here. Rabbi Yossi is of the opinion 
that someone agreeing to something could only add to a certain extent, in other words, add to the strength of something that started before already, but it can't literally transform something and create a new echos, a new quality, a new shleimus in that thing that you agreed for. And therefore, what does he hold about Shimshoin? Shimshoin could have become a Nazir because he didn't make a macha. But as we're going to see soon, that could, can't apply to Shmuel. Because again, according to Rabbi Yossi, you can't really achieve a whole new quality of Nazirus. What's by Shimshoin? So Shimshon, even before he agrees, he's already Muzor by himself. He's already commanded by the through the Malach that he that he's going to have to act in all the way of the Nazirus. That's point number one. Point number two: even after he becomes a Nazir, he's never a Nazir Gomer anyways. He's not a complete Nazir, as we said before. He can be Metamil Mesim. He never has the full kedusha of Nazirus. And therefore, when later he's going to agree to become a Nazir, there isn't such a major, major shift. He was acting this way till now. He's still acting this way. And, um, in other words, still acting with the way of Nazirus. And there's no Kedush of Nazirus anyways in the full way. Comes along Rab Noiroi and says, no, that the Haskama itself, this consent itself, is going to achieve something majorly, majorly new. And it's going to create a whole new quality, even much greater than the main thing. And therefore, he's going to say that even Shmuel could become a Nazir by the lack of his protesting, even though by Shmuel is a different situation than than Shimshoin. By Shmuel, we'll say that he never had an obligation at all. There was All there was was a neder that Chano had to keep, but there was nothing about Shmuel at all. Furthermore, when he doesn't protest, so what's happening now? He's becoming mamish, a full Nazir, with a full Kedusha of Nazirus. In other words, in the context, in this context of a Nazirus, by Shmuel, according to Rabbi Noira, he's mamish becoming a full Nazir. So when he doesn't protest, he's mamish becoming a Nazir Oilam. So again, just to summarize, according to Rabbi Yoisi, he says you can't really change the quality of what you were before just by agreeing. So for Shimshon, he's happy to say that Shimshon is a Nazir just continuing what he was before, maybe a bit stronger, but you wouldn't say it for Shmuel, because Shmuel is a totally different category. Again, Shmuel wasn't even obligated before, now he's becoming Mamish a full Nazir. So he wouldn't apply this to Shmuel. But Rab Noiroi says, no, the one consenting could actually achieve so much more even than that which happened originally. Says the Rebbe, this is now going to be what they're saying regarding answering Amin compared to the one saying the bracha. Earlier on in the Sikha, we seem to think that Rabbi Yoisi and Rabbi Noiroi are not arguing in this case about God lo'ino amin yoisim and amavorech. But the Rebbe is now going to show that Rabbi Noiroi is trying to say something much more than Rabbi Yoisi. Rabbi Yoisi says, God lo'ino amin yoisim and amavorech. Yes, it is greater the person that answers amin more than the one that made the bracha. There is a certain advantage on the one that's giving the consent even over the beginning of it. Um... However, you can't say it's a new gedder, a new quality, a whole new shleimus in the Baruch. It's not like a totally different category. Comes along Rabbi Noiroi and says, Hashamayim, he swears. To emphasize that what? No, no, it's much more than that. It's not only greater and better, it's shalo, it's, it's a completely new thing. In other words, the Oin is not only greater, but it's as if there's a whole new concept over it compared to the one that made the Baruch. And this is why he brings the proof from those people, the common soldiers that go and start the war, and the Giboidim, the strong ones, come and completely win the war. 
What is the difference between the one that's starting and the one that's only that's agreeing later? It's similar to the weak people that are starting the war and the giboyim that win the war. So, it, so the, in our case, what that would be is that the, the nether that Chana made on, Shmu, on for Shmuel, that's like the chaloshim, that's like the weak one. In other words, it didn't put any proper obligation yet on Shmuel. That's like the Mavarich, the one saying the bracha. It's not completed yet. It's not, the, the war, so to speak, hasn't been won yet. In our case, what that would mean is Shmuel technically is acting like a Nazar, but he could still protest. Or like the Ger Cotton that could later protest and not be a Ger anymore. But then comes the Oina Amin. The one who answers Amin. The one who's agreeing to what happened earlier. Are like the Giboyrim. In other words, it's not only adding something more, just strengthen it, but this is like the full victory. It's like achieving a whole new situation, something that can no longer be undone. The person answering Amin is causing the Shleimus and the Bracha, and now like Shmuel, once he's not protesting, now he's becoming fully Kadosh within Aziris forever. Says the Rebbe, now we could also explain the following Gemara. Seemingly, it should have said, Why does it say, So the Rebbe first explains the difference between and how it, what it means in the Gemara over here. So the Rebbe says, would be referring to the Bali Mishnah, to the Tanoim, those that learn Mishnah, focus on Mishnah, as the expression, Shonu Chachomim B'Mishnosam. Or Shonu Chachamim Bolshayna Mishnah, we find expressions like this a number of times that Chachamim are specifically those that are teaching the Mishnah. Talmidei Chachamim would be the ones that are learning from the Chachamim, the ones that are receiving from the Chachamim, from the Bali Mishnah. And who are we saying, Marbim Shalom The Talmidei Chachamim. Why is that? We have a Gemara that says, Hatanoim Mevalei Oilam, that those that learn only Mishnah, are in a certain sense, can be destroying the world. Why? If you just pass them straight out of the Mishnah, without knowing the full reasons, just a straight halacha, it's not going to be perfect, because sometimes you are paskening something, you compared something to something else, which wasn't completely, exactly an accurate comparison, and therefore a mistake had come out. As the Razal say, Ein Shalom, what is Ein Shalom where there's no peace referred to? Someone that moves away from Talmud to Mishnah, in other words, not going into all the reasoning of the halachas and so on, just learning pure Mishnah itself. Whereas the Talmidei Chachamim, as we're going to see in a minute, is those that are the next generation down, the idea of Gemara taking the Mishnah and learning out, understanding the reasons as well, as we'll see now. Says the Rebbe, here again we see the point of what we were saying similar to what Rab Noiroi was trying to say till now. And in a certain sense, Rabbi Yossi is also saying this, but Rabbi Nohiroi much more. Just like we said in the Mishnah regarding the Nazirus of Shmuel and Shimshon, and in the Gemara about the one answering Amen after the one making the Bracha, what did we say? That even though Shmuel and Shimshon needed first Chanor the Malach to start off the Nazirus, and yet what they did when they're agreeing to it, it is piles something so much greater in quality, then the original things, being poil or chadash, at least according to Rabbi Noiroi, even according to Rabbi Yossi, we saw that it's achieving something more. And so too, by Na'ayna Amen, which yes, on the one hand, he needs the person making the bracha first. He's only agreeing to the one making the bracha. And yet we're saying, the person answering Amen is more than the Mavarich or accomplishing so much more. Says the Rebbe, the same thing over here. By Talmidei Chachamim, even though they're only Talmidim, they need the Chachamim, they need the Bali Mishnah. 
And yet they are going to achieve something even more than the Chachamim itself. They are marbim, shalim, boilim, they bring peace, peace into the world. The Chachamim themselves, we said, not only aren't they bringing peace, but as we said before, the expression, in a certain sense, can even be destroying the world. And yet the Talmidei Chachamim are the ones that are marbim, shalim, increase shalim in the world. Now the Rebbe moves on, Bepnimi Yisrael so to explain these different Gemaras and how they're connected to the Mishnah B'Pnimi Yisrael Yadam, we're first going to understand it by explaining the reason why this idea, what it, what's this concept of agreeing to something is adding and being poiled even more than the original thing. Why is it specifically said by, by a Nazir? So the Rebbe says we know that generally there are certain Hagbole, certain limitations, certain prohibitions that Torah itself tells us to do. A Nazir, on the other hand, is taking upon himself things that he wasn't restricted before, more than the Torah obligated him in. And as a result of this, there's an extra amount of Kedusha that's being coming into him, and really into the world generally. And as explained in Chassidus, that a Nazir is the one that's Mamshech, and is able to add within Seyder Ishtalshalus from the level that's beyond Seyder Ishtalshalus. Therefore, by a Nazir himself has emphasized this idea that there is this idea that can be added and can be achieved dafka through the makabal, through the recipient in a certain sense, more than the one that started it, more than the mashpia. More, just like he himself, the Nazar, is doing, so to speak, something more than Torah has obligated him, so too we see over this idea by Nazar being emphasized, this concept that the makabal, the recipient, is going to achieve more than the one that started. And this is really what we speak about, the bracha and the oinonami. Mevarich, the one making the bracha is the one that is, a bracha means hamshacha, he's drawing down the energy, the oil, the life, this is what's called in the language of chassidus, bringing yichudo ilah into the world, yichudo ilah means the unity of Hashem, but the weights from the perspective of, of above, that the only reality is godliness, in other words, what this brings about is a concept called ishapcha, the world being transformed, because there's a tremendous gilu oil coming from above, on the other hand, oina amen, the idea of agreeing with the bracha is representing the concept that even Milmata, even down here, the world itself should also agree to that which is coming from above. And this is the concept of what we call Yehuda Tata. In other words, the unity of Hashem, the way it's appreciated mitzad the world itself, Milmata Lamaila. In Avoida, this is the concept of Iskafia. In other words, the world wasn't transformed, but the world is also now bending itself and giving itself over to godliness. What do we say? The Amin is even greater than the one making the bracha. In other words, there's a certain advantage on the recipient, on the Yehuda Tata, on the Iskafia element, even more than what's coming from above, from the Mashpia, or the Yehuda Ilah, and the concept of Ishapcha. Within this itself, the greatness of answering Amin, there are two levels which are going to correspond, as we'll soon see, to Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Noiroi's view of it. In other words, the way there is, has its, how it is bizman even though yes, there is a certain mile, a certain advantage on birurim, on elevating the word, is, world, is kafia, bending the world, taking the world over telikus. But since these days it's not done in the most perfect way yet, so these days we mainly still notice the advantage of ishapcha over iskafi. Ishapcha still seems to be the greater idea when there's a complete transformation. So yes, we could see a certain advantage in Iskafia, but it's still, we, it seems to be that it's, there's still a major advantage in Ishapcha as well. Then there's the way it's, things are going to be when Mashiach comes, which then is really going to be Nizgala revealed, the true quality of the Avoides, Hamato, Davka, Davka, the Avoides that's being done down here in this world. 
Because at that point, the bitter, the elevation, the transformation is going to happen in a complete way. There will be no longer Tuma in the world. There's going to be Ishapcha, but an Ishapcha that came because and as a result of the Ishapcha of our working with the world. And therefore, what do we say is going to happen when Mashiach comes? The whole Avoid is going to be Neshama Beguf, the Neshama remaining in the Guf specifically. In fact, Chassidus even brings it, the Neshama is going to be sustained from the body. So this is the Darg of La'asad Lava, where we see the main mile Dafka down here. Says the Rebbe, this corresponds with the two opinions of Rabbi Yoisi and Rabbi Noiroi. Rabbi Yoisi says the Rebbe, the word Yoisi is Begamatriya Eloikim. It's also the same Begamatriya as the word Hateva. What does he say? God Eloin Amin Yosim Ramavarech. Yes, Amin is greater than the one making a bracha. And in the case of the Nazirus, we would say, yes, Shimshoin, who didn't protest, did add somewhat to the Kedusha of Nazirus over what the Malach had made him a Nazir. And that would be, yes, there is a certain Milo of Iskafia of the work that's being done down here, more than that which is just being drawn down from above. But at the same time, Says the Rebbe, the word Yoisi is actually similar and is connected to the word Yoisef, which is in Loshan Kodesh, which still shows in some way that there's Hamshacham Ulmail, in other words, we're still appreciating the gili that's coming from above. And therefore, Rabbi Yoisi is mainly speaking about the things the way they are, Bismanazeh, where the concept of Yehudatata, the concept of Iskafia, are not infinitely greater than that which is coming, Milamaila, from the one making the Brach, or Yehudayla, or Ishapcha. And therefore, he's like of the opinion that Shimshain was not a Nazar Gomor, as we said. In other words, it wasn't a major transformation in his Nazirus when he didn't pro- protest. Because still we see the Mila in that which comes from above, the, which is in Avoid, that will be the idea of Ishapcha. Where is Rab Noiroi? Rab Noiroi is not a name of Lashon Kodesh. Lashon Kodesh should represent the way Torah is from Mitzad Atzma, the way it's coming from above. Noiroi is a word in Shay in Targum. It's coming from the 70 nations. It's already something that's being nisbarer, elevated and being elevated into Torah. On the other hand, what does Noiroi mean? Rab Noiroi, the word Rab Noiroi means light. Now in Loshan Kodesh, that would be Meir. But it's not in Loshan Kodesh, it's in Loshan Targum. So he is speaking about the my love, the Oina Omen, the way things are going to be La'asid Lavoi. Where the Oina Omen is going to be infinitely greater than the one making the brach. And that's why he says, Hashemayim by heaven, he's making a, he's swearing that this is compared to the idea of a Neutzchen, an absolute victory in the war. Because then will be Nizgala, the Shlemus of the Mile of Birurim, of the way things are being done down here, when we could take the wor- things of the world and the languages of the world and transform them. And the Widavoid of the Mata will also include the Milo of Oir. That's the word Noiroi means shining. In other words, the Avoid down here will also include the ultimate transformation is hapcha, but it's going to be a hapcha that comes through the iskafia, which is what Chassidus refers to as the chibur, the connection, the combination between Yehudei law and Yehudei Tata.